what's good? Welcome back to another edition of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. My name is Blair Angulo. Thank you so much for tuning in. I've got a special guest on the line, and he's coming in hot like a missile from Shohei Otani. That would be the great Greg Biggins, National Recruiting Analyst for 24-7 Sports. GB, how was that intro? Oh my gosh, you got me grinning ear to ear with the Shohei reference right there, Blair. I mean, how How good is he? Oh my gosh, how good is he? I mean, literally, I don't know if this is off too off color for me to say, so I hesitate to say it, but hopefully people have a sense of humor. Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens had an offspring. It'd be Shohei Otani. Is that okay to say? Or is that going to get dinged? I think I that's, know, fair, man. that's fair play. I think the guy is unbelievable. I'm like, hey, let's build around this guy and uh, generational talent, Blair. Oh my gosh, is he fun to watch? Super talented. And like you mentioned it, uh, really fun to watch. And, and that's what we're here to discuss. We're here to discuss special, Shohei? obviously, it, not Shohei Otani, but a very special group of quarterbacks that we got to see last week in Southern California in our backyard. We previewed that event here on this podcast. We're here now to maybe shed some recap news on it, some takeaways. They named a final 11 following the four-day competition. And I'm just going to go down the list here. Cade Klubnick, the MVP, Clemson commit, Drew Aller headed to Penn State, Devin Brown headed to USC, Nick Evers headed to Florida, Quinn Ewers, Ohio State, the number one player in the 2022 class, Caden Hauser also headed to the Big Ten, he will play his ball at Michigan State, Walker Howard, an LSU commit, Malik Murphy, a Texas commit, Zach Pyron, I call him mini Dalton or baby Dalton, he's headed to Baylor, Luther Richardson, uncommitted, Ty Simpson headed to Alabama, a five-star prospect, as well as Connor Wigman, who's headed to Texas A&M. Them. Those were the Elite 11 finalists that made the top performers list at the end of the camp. Any surprises for you, Greg Biggins, after digesting what we saw in Southern California over those four days? Yeah, I mean, the, honestly, no, no real big surprises in terms of the voting um, by the student sports staff, Elite 11 staff, excuse me. I would have had AJ Duffy in there. Do I say a name of a guy who I thought maybe he deserved to be in over... No, I, we're not. We're not going to take it away. That just from sounds the kid mean. Anymore. I hate to do yeah. it, but yeah. um, we don't want to take away from the kid. But I would have had AJ in there. You know, I, I thought Kate was a was a worthy MVP. Obviously, Devin Brown, Luther Richardson, Caden Hauser, Zach Pyron were probably not, not surprises. But I don't know if ahead of time everyone knew how good Devin was. We knew how good Caden was, Blair. You and I, you especially, were ahead of the game. I love Zach, and, and Luther Richardson was exceptional. So I think everybody else knew. You know, Ewers, Ty Wiegman. Nick Everett also kind of a surprise. So, but I mean, overall, I can't argue with that. I would have found a way to get AJ in there. And um, like I said, I'll, I'll refrain from saying who I thought he should have been in over. But overall, I thought that 11 kind of matched our 11 and good, good event, right? Good, good, good group and a lot of talent for sure. A, a phenomenal event. And for the longest, I feel like we've talked about this 2022 crop at the quarterback position as being a bit top heavy. But I think we saw over the course of the event that there is some depth to this group. There is a lot of upside to this group. And let's start with Cade Klubnik, who came in, obviously committed to Clemson Clemson, and, and had some of the buzz to him as one of those national prospects. Clemson, among the programs in the nation in, in that elite category, it's probably the most selective 
selective when it comes to offering quarterbacks and when when it comes to being um you know kind of pinpointing and zeroing in on their target they they liked him quite a bit and he showed why he's such a coveted player and 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 is headed into Clemson with with such I, I guess high expectations we had him as our number one guy after the first day and, and not to toot our horn or anything but he was just playing with a different tempo after that first day and it carried through throughout the event very confident quarterback I love how just free and easy he, he was we you know we had a pretty spirited I'm not sure when this is going out but we're you and I are, we're recording on a Wednesday but uh it was spirited but but nothing argumentative but I think for me I, I used the word like try hard for a couple other quarterbacks who just looked like everything was forced from their drops to the way they threw the football but we you know, K was the opposite. Smooth, free, and easy is how I would describe his motion. Easy drop, easy release, ball came out, spawn the football very well, very accurate. If you want to nitpick a little bit, you know, during the uh, seven on seven, the last day, a couple deep balls. I, you know, I thought he had a guy who actually had beaten Domani by about two yards and his deep balls kind of hung a little bit. He's not going to overwhelm me, especially if you're a Clemson guy and, and you, you got DJ Uwe under the lay. You know, he's not going to overwhelm me with arm, but literally everything else he has is a plus tool and love the, you know, the track background. He's an athlete. You know, Steve Wilfong mentioned the guy could be a three-star receiver. So he checks every box. And then you, you look at the character he has, good kid, good leader, teammates were responding to him. He's a winner. Does it just does everything well? So, like you mentioned, man, uh, day one to day four, he was our number one guy and and really deserved MVP for for us and for them. I thought for the uh, the student sports staff, elite eleven. I keep saying that elite eleven staff. So great job by by Cade. Heading into the Elite 11 finals, I feel like the expectations for Quinn Ewers, the number one prospect in the 22 class who's headed to Ohio State, were sky high. You came on this podcast and said he was the best thing since Trevor Lawrence and, and probably even better than Trevor Lawrence based on what you saw at the Steve Clarkson quarterback retreat also in Southern California. We didn't get to see a lot of that same pace from him or some of that easy arm action. And I, I don't want to come on this podcast and, and say that. Quinn Ewers maybe was hurt or he wasn't at a hundred percent, but there was something off about him throughout the week. But for him to be able to still make that, that final list, you got to see, you know, the easy arm action. You got to see some of that accuracy, his, his ability to throw off his back foot and still make accurate throws, um, his anticipation and just the zip on his ball was a bit different, even if he was dealing with, with something there physically. But I, I do feel like he might've not met some of those expectations and and you know i guess that's kind of the one big question mark we have moving forward is you know how serious that could be for quinn yeah no and and obviously ohio state fans no no one's a bigger fan than quinn and i i did go on record saying after watching him at the clarkson retreat that at the same stage in their development i think quinn's a better pure thrower than trevor lawrence and i love trevor lawrence i just thought i just saw something out of quinn that i hadn't seen and even even talking to the college guys, even talking to Sam Howell this past week, he was a counselor at the uh, Elite 11. I was like, Sam, you know, could you believe that? And he goes, I've never seen a high school kid throw the football like that. He, he looked just not fully engaged from the from the first day. And even, you know, it, again, it, don't want to say, did he have an injury? He did have a sports hernia and missed seven games of his junior season. So we're not just kind of like manufacturing excuses for the guy. He was hurt. And he just never looked, you know, 100%. Net doesn't, wasn't fully engaged. I, I didn't think, you know, that first day, you know, he was, he was, you know, off and on, up and down a little bit, you know, was good at the pro day, good at the target drills, seven on seven, a little up and down through two or three picks in the final game where you're kind of just scratching your head. And, and he just, like I said, he, uh, he wasn't a top five guy. 
He, he really wasn't. And not to mean that he's not going to be a great college player and a future high round number one overall pick. And this isn't to beat up Elite 11, but every year I can give you a number of names. You know, Kyle Murray was like number eight for them. Sam Darnold didn't even make the 11 when he was at the opening. Josh Rosen, I don't think, made the Elite 11. These are first round draft picks. Trevor Lawrence wasn't great at the Elite 11 regional that we saw him at. And then at the opening final, it talks about it was the Justin, Justin Fields show. So you can go to the Elite 11, have a subpar performance and still be a great college player and a first round draft pick. Again, the names are just easy to flow off your tongue. But yeah, like you mentioned, expectations were extremely high. I know I put a lot of those expectations out there. And, you know, still love him. For me, he's still the number one overall pick. But did the gap close maybe between him and the other guys? I think it's fair to have that conversation. Yeah, a lot to like there with Quinn Ewers, but obviously guys like Walter Nolan and Travis Hunter closing in possibly as the number one prospect in this 2022 class. From the expected to maybe the unexpected. And let's talk a little bit about Devin Brown, the USC-bound quarterback from Arizona, who is now going to be playing his senior season in the state of Utah. You know, GB, he's had an up and down high school career up to this point. He had 10 touchdowns to 12 interceptions as a sophomore, improved on that this past fall as a junior, but has also been a a pretty dedicated basketball player. So not a full on football guy, doesn't do the off uh, the offseason camps, hasn't really focused on football full full time like many of these other prospects have. But this is a player who is now developing physically and and taking those necessary steps in his progression has grown, has leaned out. Uh, and you can really see that arm now starting to follow the trajectory of where his body's headed, not done growing by any means. And, and when we did have our rankings call earlier this week, I threw out the name Sam Darnold. And, and you know, that, that's because of the USC comparison, but also because of his the just the juice that he has in that arm uh, and also has some of that basketball background where you really see it in the footwork, you see it in his ability to to move in the pocket and and make throws on the run and all that sort of stuff. And, and when you talk about the Trojans, right, getting four, getting two four star prospects in the 2021 class and Miller Moss and Jackson Dart. Now you add a Devin Brown, who for the most part kind of flew under the radar in this cycle. You have to really like what Clay Helton and Graham Harrell have done. No, at USC took some criticism from you know their own fans. You know, message boards were like, "Let me take this guy for it." You know, he's a mid three star. You know, we could have gotten this guy and this guy. Why do we settle? And right now, Clay and Graham Harrell are looking like geniuses because, like you said, man, I, I don't know about Sam Darnold. That I, I mean, Sam was special, but another you know kind of you comped him to Sam. Another big reason is Sam was a classic late bloomer. Also, didn't even play uh, a really start at quarterback till his senior year. He was a linebacker as a sophomore. Then missed almost all of his junior year with the shoulder injuries. So senior year, Sam kind of took off. Kind of say the same thing. Late bloomer for Devin. Okay, sophomore year, picked it up as a junior year. You know, Gabe Brooks. You know, one of our teammates saw him along with Wigman and Klubnik, and was like, "Hey, this Brown guy is like throwing." you know, throw for throw. And I'm like, and I think me and you were kind of like, yeah, you know, okay, you know, whatever, you know, got the invite. We're like, really? They invited Devin that early. I just didn't think he'd be an early invite guy. Then after seeing him in person, I was so impressed. And for me, and obviously on our rankings call, he's not going to be rated among the top five quarterbacks because he didn't have the body of work, which means his film and all of that other stuff. But for me, he's a top five talent. 
And it's going to be a very interesting battle this summer at Corner Canyon in the state of Utah as Devin Brown now heads into a competition with Isaac Wilson, a very talented 2024 quarterback, the younger brother of number two overall draft pick, Zach Wilson. And GB, before we go, any other takeaways for you, maybe as the event as a whole or any other glaring things that you want to talk about that we saw out in Los Angeles through throughout the week yeah you know a, a couple for me drew aller is a guy i think is a top five talent also i'm not sure again we had our rankings meeting today and i'm, I'm not sure where he's going to finish up but if you're just looking at the upside long-term projection say which one about quinn Ewers. quinn has the best arm talent in this class you know we, we mentioned quinn may have struggled but his best throws were still the best throws right for me drew aller is is right there with Quinn. I think those two guys have the most arm talent where you, you watch the, the drop, the throw, the way it comes out of his hand, explosive, and then, you know, has that e- call it easy heat, you know, a little Mariano Rivera where the ball just kind of gets, gets on you because the release and the motion is so smooth and easy. And then the ball just jumps out of their hand. I think Drew Aller's right there with Quinn in terms of just pure arm talent, big kid. You know, I think he struggled the one day where they, they're doing the target drill, which is almost like a conditioning drill, you know, kind of puked and rallied. You know, he did throw up, but I like how he rallied a little bit, finished off the drill, then didn't do a whole lot of seven on seven. So you kind of wonder, did he get sick? Was there something else going on? I'm a fan, dude. Penn State's got a guy coming in. They have a dude coming in, Drew Aller. Then also, you know, Nick Evers, you know, how fun was that? Watching him kind of, you know, another guy, three-star. Let me look the count of the bag. He's going to be a four-star when the new rankings come out. And he was very, very good. Loved the release. He might have had one of the two, three quickest releases in the event. Again, real loose, easy, kind of has that basketball body, good athlete, smooth, moves around in the pocket, comfortable with the drop, comfortable throwing right, left, you know, different arm angles. Again, kind of a late bloomer. And he even said, man, he said, hey, you know, I'm, 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 I'm a developmental guy right now. I, you know, my, my best ball is ahead of me. And I definitely agree. Some guys you see, you know, they've already peaked. Maybe their body is already maxed out. Evers is a guy who's not peaked. His body still has room to fill out. You know, I, I think he's got a lot of the boxes checked. So Florida Gators and Penn State, you know, two fan bases that should be very excited about who they have coming in. I did see a little Chris Leak in Nick Evers when we talk about the Florida Gators. Uh, just from a stature standpoint, his delivery <laughs> and, and kind of his ability to, to 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 make things happen with his legs when when he did have to roll out in some of the drills. Uh, but it was yeah, a little bigger week. though. I, they, a little yeah. bigger than Chris is probably you know five ten, five eleven. Nick's got you know a, a sizable frame and you know probably six three versus I think Leak was like maybe six feet on a good day. Uh, Zach Pyron, want to throw him throw him some love too? Another high end three star Baylor commit. You know, we'll be getting a little bit of an upgrade. Great kid, a really good football player. And, uh, you know, I, I think he deserves a shout out. Another good one of those guys, kind of a late bloomer, but really good sophomore tape, really good junior tape. He can run. He can beat you with his arm. Super smart. Got in really, really late that first day, nine hour playing delay and just rallied and balled out the rest of the week. Yeah, and then the player that probably had the shortest commute, aside from Malik Murphy, Caden Hauser, who recently committed to Michigan State, thought he had a, a really good week throughout as well. And I, I thought what you wrote after the event where, you know, his performance at the LA Regional was no fluke because he was out and able to do it on the national scale as well. So, uh, you know, may, may Boise State was at, at one point getting a major steal there. But Kaden Hauser headed to play Power 5 football. Greg, I will let you go so you can continue to crunch the numbers on whatever Shohei Otani is, is up to now. But really appreciate you hopping on and can't wait to see you this weekend. We got some 7-on-7 seven seven now. Yeah, no, I'm going to try to do both. Are you going to try to do both Bosco, Mission Viejo? Unfortunately, they're not really close. 
I will likely be a Mission Viejo, but uh, if I make it out to Bosco, I will let you know. Greg Biggins, National Recruiting Analyst. You can follow him on Twitter, at Greg Biggins. Follow all his content over at 247sports.com. He did a terrific job covering the Elite 11 Finals. There is a big commitment that I want to remind you about. Later this week, you can watch it on CBS Sports HQ. That would be Ramon Brown. He's a top 24-7 running back out of the state of Virginia, and he's going to do that at 5 Eastern on Friday. So if you don't have the CBS Sports app. I want to invite you to download it. You can watch CBS Sports HQ or also just look it up on the uh, on the website and, and make sure you stay locked in to 24-7 Sports for all the coverage. For Greg Biggins, I am Blair Angulo. Thank you so much for tuning in to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.